If you want to curl up in a ball, it's because you need to go curl up in a ball. The fastest way to move through your lack of motivation is to actually move through it rather than trying to avoid or circumvent it. It's time to set the stage for your renewal. Welcome to Messy and Magnificent, the place driven women come to elevate their career, health, and relationships. In here, we increase your productivity by replacing always being busy with the space to breathe. Hear your own wisdom and be part of a sisterhood that has your back. My name is Carly Fain, and together we're going to make sure that you have a doable plan and the roots to rise. Hey, it's Carly, and I'm going to take a beat right here before we even begin this episode to acknowledge the fact that you're here in this conversation with me during such unprecedented times. I know you are being asked to rise to the occasion, to handle sudden changes, and somehow still find a way onward, even in so much uncertainty. And my motto has always been this, to rise, we must root. In other words, it takes some nourishment and community on a regular day to navigate growth, so it might take a little extra right now. So I am so glad that you are rooting here with me today, and I also just want to point out that if doing some self-care or having a plan for your life and career was challenging enough before, my goodness, it might take some ninja-level skills to get what you need right now. So reach out to me. Go to carlyfane.com, click the start here button and apply for a one-time phone session. And if I know I can help you, I will. Or if there's some other free resource or another practitioner that I can refer you to right now, you better believe I'm going to point you in the right direction. We are in this together. I am holding you in my heart and my mind. Let me know what you need. I've got your back. Hello, it's Carly. Now, once upon a time when I used to do all this travel with all my clients, I had all this equipment and all these things I'd have to carry because I used to be the live-in health and life coach to one person at a time. And sometimes I'd be on the road with a celebrity for weeks, even months. So I had all this health coaching kind of equipment that I'd need to carry in and out of the hotels. So there'd usually be a bell person that I would need to help me get my stuff up to the room. And I'd say, I don't know, maybe 50% of the time, the bell person would turn to me and say something like, so how did you get this job? And I'm not totally sure why they asked me that question. Maybe they ask that of everybody who's clearly checking in as part of an entourage with a, with a group of people that are well known. Or maybe it was just because I kind of stand out. I work with a lot of gangster rappers, believe it or not. And here's little old me, country girl. And so maybe they just wondered specifically, how did you, Carly? How did you end up here? I didn't really like this question, and it wasn't because of the question. It was because I didn't fully understand the answer to it. Because the answer wasn't just that I worked hard. Because, yeah, I definitely do plenty of work. But there was something else there. There was something else that I was doing that I wasn't sure how to articulate then that I can clearly articulate now. Because, yes, doing work is important. And... Knowing when to not do work is 
also essential. And today we're going to talk about that because I am getting a lot of questions from my clients or from you, the audience, and thank you for keep bringing me your questions. Questions that sound like, Carly, I'm just not able to work like I'm used to. I'm feeling so distracted right now, or I've just got the foggiest head, or I just can't get as much done in the areas that I really legitimately care about, or I feel like I should be getting to, or I want to be getting to them, and I'm really frustrated. I just want to curl up and sleep like all day. (laughs) I want to watch movies and veg out. How do I get motivated again? Or sometimes they even say, What's wrong with me? So today's episode is going to be a short and sweet look at what is going on for many of us that are not finding ourselves able to show up in the ways we are used to. And I'm going to share with you the unconventional way that my clients and I, who have great success, we refuel our energy, our focus, and our motivation. I'm going to give you the very practical, doable, takes all of about two minutes system that we use. It's not what I learned in business school. I'll tell you that. Certainly not in all the courses I've taken did this sense of needing to maintain our motivation ever come up. It was always just assumed that we could act like robots and be motivated the same on any given day. And if you haven't noticed, we're not robots, we're human beings. So if you're career driven and either need to show up for your job right now, even when things are challenging, or maybe you've been furloughed or you're going to need to find a new job soon, well then this is the episode for you. If you've got something that you care about and you're wishing that you could sustain motivation or the energy or the focus to get to it in the way you want to, listen in because that's what we are about to cover. So I want to give a quick shout out. You know, this is one of my favorite things to do on these episodes to KV in GB. They said, this show is serendipitous wisdom. I love this series of podcasts and there is something so serendipitous about them. Every time I tune in to an episode, I hear wisdom that seems perfectly timed and affirmations that are just what I need in that moment. Thank you, dear Carly, for sharing the gift of your insights with us. Oh, thank you, KVGB. (laughs) You really tapped into something that is particularly relevant to today's episode. I love it when things feel a little bit magical, when it feels like just the right thing I need to see pops up on my Instagram feed, just when I'm scrolling or the words that I need to hear are exactly what a friend says or it's what I hear on the radio. I so relate to that. And I find that when I do the things that we are about to cover in today's episode, serendipity happens more often. It seems as if rather than me having to push the ball of my work up a steep hill all the time, it's like the ball starts to get momentum and I start to see or hear the things I need to hear. So thank you, KV and GB, for letting me know that you are experiencing serendipity on these episodes. And hey, if you're listening in, I would love to give you a shout out too. I love this part of being in conversation. So go leave me a review on iTunes so that I can do that or send me a private message and I'll give you a shout out on an upcoming episode. All right. So here's what I'm noticing for a lot of driven people right now is that a lot of us are expecting ourselves to behave normally as if we are operating in a vacuum, even though things are not normal, right? As if we're robots and we can just flip a switch and forget that challenges are happening in your world and we're not robots. 
So what do you do if your focus is lagging or your motivation is down the tubes right now, even about the things you really care about? I'll tell you this much. Conventional thought tells us that if we aren't feeling productive, then something is wrong and we need to fix ourselves so that we can crank out more of what we're used to doing. This is why that slogan, you know, the whole world runs on Duncan, this is why it's so popular. The messaging is if you don't have the energy or the ideas or the solutions right now, here, in the moment, on the spot, then you're falling behind. Then you're messing up or then you need to medicate or caffeinate or push harder or get the solution, right? So that you can keep going at a rapid pace. And you know how like one size fits all sweaters don't really fit most of us? (laughs) Like almost very few things that are one size fits all actually fit well. Well, trying to work with this one size fits all mentality that tells us that you must continue at the same pace all the time. Um, and you must fix yourself if you're not doing the most. It doesn't fit all of us or all of our situations either. And I want to give you more credit than that because you already know if needing to push a little bit harder is what you need. But if that feels wrong right now, if it feels like a knot in your stomach or it feels exhausting or it just doesn't feel right to push, then listen into that. I want you to trust yourself here for a moment because, you know, for the record, it is very perplexing for driven people to not be able to bank on pushing harder because we all know how to do hard work and we know how to do the most. That's actually our comfort zone. Doing all the things is where we feel most at ease. And so if that isn't applicable right now, it is understanding that you might be drawing a blank, like not knowing what to do now that your motivation isn't the same might be really perplexing. So if you've tried your normal things to get motivated or clear, or you've tried forcing it and that's just not cutting it, or just the idea of doing what you would normally do to rally makes you nauseous just thinking about it, then I want to offer you another way. And I'm not going to throw a bunch of research out there today because I would love for you to remember that nobody understands the circumstances of your unique position right now better than you. You are the expert on your circumstances. And you will know as I share what works for myself and for my clients, which part of what I'm sharing sounds true, which part lights you up, which parts you know will be nourishing and you'll be able to implement those. So in the framework that I'm about to share with you, if the framework here was a tree, then this first part is its roots. This is what holds the concepts that increase our motivation, that replenish us, that help us get more focused and driven again. This is kind of the the foundational part of that. This is what holds us steady. Ready? Sometimes you will be motivated and you will crank out inspired work and it will feel wonderful and you will be in the zone. And sometimes you need to be in the nest becoming the person that will create the next batch of inspired work. See, you're both, and we all need both. Being on all the time, it's exhausting, and it's unsustainable, and it lacks the perspective that allows us to create innovation, 
So when we are super close to our regular routine and our work, we start to get tunnel vision. We begin to do things out of habit that may or may not be the most innovative or creative or thoughtful or best solutions. And we know that in our modern economy, we need creative solutions, right? So we need to step back in order to see the big picture sometimes. And if you need a little refresher on what the four seasons of professional growth and success really look like, if you're tired of feeling like you have to be on all the time, go back and listen again to episode three, where I outline those four seasons so that you can tell exactly which one you're in right now and which steps make sense for you moving forward. Or If giving yourself permission to rest is hard or you have tons on your plate and you don't know how to get the space or time you need right down during quarantine, go listen to episode 12 about how to rest and how to have the time and space to actually do that while you've got a full life. But I'm going to continue on for now, assuming you've heard those episodes. If you want to curl up in a ball, it's because you need to go curl up in a ball. You see, women who thrive in their career, health, and relationships, they stop judging themselves and start considering that the way they feel is valid. And the fastest way to move through your lack of motivation is to actually move through it rather than trying to avoid or circumvent it. It's time to set the stage for your renewal. When you don't have the umph, the gumption, the chutzpah to do all the things you used to do, it's not because you're broken. It's because it's time for you to plant some new seeds. It's time for you to refill your cup and not with force, but with what fuels you. It's time for you to make yourself a nest and get in there to incubate. And that is the first part of this two-part system that I'm going to share with you. Literally, number one, part number one in refueling our motivation and focus is to make a nest. And here is what I mean when I say that. So let me give you a real-world example of what that could look like. So I have a wonderful client over in Switzerland, and we had the opportunity to hop on a Zoom call last week. And she was in a, a location that I've seen here in recently when we do our Zoom calls, but I, I didn't remember it. And I, I said, Hey, you know, where are you right now doing these calls? And she said, Oh, Carly. She said, I'm in what I'm calling the bunker. Right? And the bunker is this like extra storage space that her and her husband have in her flat. And because they're both suddenly having to work from home, They only have one main open area. And so her husband's kind of set up there to work, but they can't both be there at the same time without causing noise or distraction. So she's over in what she's calling the bunker, which is like this traditional storage room that's got, you know, those overhead fluorescent lights, kind of blank walls. And she said, "Ugh, I just hate being in here. It's good. It's a great place to have space. I need it. It functions. However, I dread being in here. So I get in here, I do my work and I get out, but it's not a great feeling. And so we talked about how important it is to be smack dab in the place where beauty is easily accessible. You see, beauty isn't just a nicety. Beauty isn't just this thing that feels pleasant, which of course it does. But when we are in a space of beauty, our parasympathetic nervous system kicks in. The part of our nervous system that is in charge of rest and digestion, both literally digesting food, but also digesting ideas 
and experience and circumstance and doing creative problem solving is activated. And so we talked about her creating, quote, a nest. And what that looked like was her going around the house, picking out four or five objects that just bring her a sense of beauty or joy. And that could look like, you know, one of her favorite photographs of a family member. It could look like a vase with some flowers, maybe a seashell she got on a beach on a vacation she went to once upon a time a favorite statue, whatever, whatever brought her a sense of joy or comfort so that she would be cultivating within her physical space a sense of beauty, right? Something that would allow the hard edges that we all naturally get when we feel like we're under attack and we are in a moment of uh, actual virus attack, right? Those hard edges are there to protect us, but they also cause literal tunnel vision, right? So when our sympathetic nervous system is activated, we're in that fight or flight response and we stop doing our best work. We stop seeing creative solutions. We stop seeing answers and possibilities that are right in front of us. And so I'm going to encourage you to consider tending to your own nest right now. And that might look like bringing some fresh flowers into your home office. Or if you're like a lot of my clients and you're working on half of the kitchen table because that's where you find yourself suddenly at home, then it means really making that half of the kitchen table a space you want to be in. So putting down a tablecloth that you like, getting a couple objects from the house that feel good. Or if you're cooped up indoors all the time and you have the opportunity to get outside, then maybe you take your nest outside with you and you sit by a tree or you spread your towel out on the grass once a day and allow yourself to breathe in some fresh air. So we've got to do step number one, which is to set the nest. And if you are feeling like you want to curl up in a ball, that is literally your body calling to go back into a nest. It needs a comfortable space to be in. Women who thrive, During tough times, they notice that their brain or their body, it's not doing what it normally does. And rather than judge themselves for it, they ask themselves this question. Ready? The question is, if I'm not motivated right now, or I'm having a hard time focusing, what do I need? right? Not what's wrong with me because I'm not motivated, what's wrong with me because I can't focus, but what do I need in order to be motivated or focused? And I'm going to make that even more specific because you see what we need when we're getting caught up in our worries and our fears, when we're thinking about all the things we need to get done in the future or all the things we didn't do good enough in the past that have led us here to this moment, is we need to get back to a sense of presence. And presence happens within our physical body. So when your mind is racing and it's doing all this thinking, but you're zapped of energy, it's because we need to invite the body back into the equation. And I find one really specific and easy way to do that is to check in with our literal five senses. And so step two here is to check in with your five. And so when I say five, I mean your sense of sight and touch and smell and hearing and taste. Let me be a little bit more specific. You're going to ask yourself the following five questions. What do I need to see right now? 
do I need to see an example of somebody who's done the type of work that I'm trying to do? You're trying to build a web page, you need to Google some examples of web pages. Or do you need to see the example of somebody who's overcome something really challenging and how they've navigated it? Or do you need to see something that's beautiful or colorful or vibrant if you're feeling kind of foggy? And what do I need to touch? This one for me can be very literal. I need to, on some days, wrap myself up in a warm, cozy blanket in order to get some work done. It's just part of what I need. I need the sense of something warm or soft or present on my skin. What do you need to touch? Or what do I need a whiff of? And this might be literal, like a smell. I've got a lot of clients who love their essential oils. They'll get their little diffuser going in their office or they'll put on their favorite fragrance. Sometimes we just need a whiff, though, of something beautiful. You just need a quote from somebody that inspires you, or you need to hear a sound bite from your favorite podcast, right? What do I need to hear? Now, this could be music. This could be the sound of the wind outside. This could be inspiring words. Maybe you need to get on the phone with your friend who always knows the right thing to say, or they've got your back. What do I need to hear right now? And then the last one is, what do I need a taste of? And again, this one can be very literal, like any of these can, and I need to actually eat a meal right now. Maybe I'm not motivated because my blood sugar's low. Maybe I need to snack on a couple of almonds, or I need a full-on, you know, three-course shebang here, whatever it is. Or maybe we just need a taste of something else. Like you need to see, you know, a taste of a version of what you could be creating. Or you need a taste of joy or a taste of something that feels inspiring, right? For me, an easy something that I need a taste of is like a sweet picture of my nephews. It just brings me a sense of, oh yeah, that's right. That's why I'm working on this stuff so that I have the freedom to be with them more. So I want you to remember this part when you check in with your five. What is doable gets done. So I do not expect you to ask and answer and then do each of the answers to these five senses questions. There will be some days where that is absolutely necessary and you really do need to check in with all five senses and give your body every single resource that it needs in order to show up. But I often find that when I go through these five senses, that there will be one or two of them that really particularly stand out for my clients. So they'll need specifically to have a touch of something or they need to hear something, have a taste of something, and then they're feeling that much more replenished, right? And they're that much more present to what needs to happen right now. So here's an important distinction. There is resting and there is checking out. And when there's so much information coming at us, it's really easy to just want to numb, right? And not worry about all the thoughts for a moment. And it's so easy to be stuck in our heads that we forget, right? That we have this physical body. So we can start to crave distractions that kind of desensitize us from that call to restore ourselves. So when we start craving watching tons of TV, or doing the late night social media scroll before you can even fall asleep, or just talking with your friends about COVID-19 again and again and rehashing the news again and again and again, those can be signs that what we're actually craving here is nourishment. And I just want to point out that none of those things, the TV, the rehashing the COVID, the being on social media, none of them are bad as long as you're doing them consciously. But if you're finding that day after day, you're still lacking motivation, you're still lacking focus, then it's not really an issue of needing to check out as much as it is of needing to check in. To go back home to yourself and check in with what you need to see or touch or smell or taste 
or here, right? We are restored by presence. So I want to give you an example of what this could look like in your real work world, right? Because some of you have like jobs where you actually need to be physically showing up right now or you're working from home. And so you can't just have like a spa day all day long. So in my real world, I had a big day for personal reasons yesterday. I had to summon a lot of emotional fortitude to make some really tough personal choices that I'm sure we'll talk about in some future episode. And tomorrow, I have a really big work day. So I've got a bunch of private sessions, one-on-one with my clients, and then I'm going to be interviewed for a radio show. So I need to be on tomorrow, and I was really on yesterday. That meant that today, I have had to block off my schedule so that I'm doing the internal work to run my business that does not require a lot of emotional energy or interaction over the phone or online with people, right? So I am sitting on the floor in front of a sunny window. That's what I did this morning while I sent my emails. I'm wrapped up in a warm blanket while I ate my lunch outside. And right now, I'm all cozied up in the closet (laughs) to record this podcast until I can get back to the studio. And later this afternoon, when I'm getting documents ready for my accountant, I'll be sipping some warm tea because that's what I need a taste of. So I'm still working, right? I haven't just taken a full day off, which is an entirely appropriate thing to do should your body tell you that you need it. But what I've done is I've modified things just a little bit to fit what I actually need in order to be focused and on top of things when I do need to be on on. We are not running careers or businesses that are based around our personal liquidation, right? There is no business without our body. So I've modified my business a little bit to meet the needs of my body today. Which reminds me, I meant to say this at the top of the episode, but I just got the stats just earlier today for the podcast, and we've had over 5,000 listeners in well over 17 countries, and we've only been on the air for a few months. And that has been happening simultaneously where I run a thriving business and I have a personal life. And so I, I share that because these ideas about checking in with your body, they don't actually cause me to take up more time. They are what give me back my time. These abilities to tap into what nourishes us is what will allow us to stand out in the saturated market. It's what will allow us to be the ones who stick to our career and its best work for the long haul. So thank you for being part of this podcast community. And if you want to pay it forward, share an episode you like with somebody you care about. See, our body, it's not holding us back. If we're feeling like we need to slow down or we have been slowed down, it's because our body, it's planning its roots so that we can keep on rising. And this is not the first time that I have had to slow down while running a business. And you might have heard that on episode 12 when I talked about the passing of my former fiance suddenly, when it was the exact moment when my business was about to relaunch. And go back and you can hear that about how I was able to navigate that time when I had very, very limited energy and resources to tend to my business and how my business actually did very well when I got more nourished than I had ever been before. And as I share all this, I just want to point out that one thing that I learned that I didn't say on episode 12 about when we dare to slow down and give our bodies what they need is that I found that the person that I was becoming would be able to carry the person that I am right now. Meaning, 
If we let ourselves go inward and evolve and incubate a little bit and get stronger on the other side of this, we will have the strength to create what needs to be creative. And that work that comes from us when we are more fully resourced is better quality, right? It really stands up. It goes the difference. It is better than than work that is done of tiredness of body and spirit. Repeat after me. I will not, in this challenging moment, abandon myself. And if that means learning how to create a nest or tend to my five senses in order to create the work that is of my most ideal, even if that's tricky for me, well, then I am going to dare to figure that out. And then answer this question to yourself. What would be 3% more beautiful or nourishing in my world today? Start there. Right? That's the question for you to ask yourself. What would 3% more beauty or nourishment look like in my world today? And then I have a question that I want you to answer back to me. I want to know, will you show me what your nest looks like? Tag me on social media or write about it in a comment. I want to see what beauty and nourishment you've brought into your space to replenish your senses and to restore yourself to the most productive and elevated place that you can be. Remember, you thrive through nourishment, not punishment. Keep prioritizing what you value, including yourself, and I will see you again next week. Thank you for listening to the Messy and Magnificent podcast and being part of this dynamic, life-giving community of women. I consider each episode part of a lifelong conversation of you and me hanging out, sipping tea together, making sure that all women become richer, more nourished, and able to keep on rising. So I'll see you on the next episode next week. But in the meantime, don't forget to head over to carlyfane.com forward slash podcast to get the full show notes. And I've also got some extra special free resources for driven women over there that you won't find anywhere else.